Hi, I'm Carmen LeBurge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Helping you wake up, remembering this is our Father's world. This is Mornings with Carmen LeBurge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles, arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Welcome to hour two of Mornings with Carmen here on the Faith Radio Network. If you haven't recently visited us at MyFaithRadio.com, I'm going to invite you to do that. Let's see. Let's pop over there right now and see what's going on. Uh, MyFaithRadio.com. You know, obviously, all of the opportunities there to get podcasts of prior shows and various ways to listen. We're also um, inviting you to share the light of Christ with a world that is in need of hope. We are going to have a one-day event, fundraising event, on November the 29th. There's an opportunity um, already on the website at MyFaithRadio.com for you to participate in sharing the light of Christ with others through the ministry of, of Faith Radio. Also an opportunity there to sign up for the Reading the Bible Together Advent Series. I want to encourage you to do that. We talked recently here um, on the show with uh, with Angie Smith about that. Encourage you guys to go to myfaithradio.com and register. It's totally free. We're going to do it together. Um, reading the Bible together. You've got uh, you know a little time to to sign up for that. But why would you wait? Why wouldn't you just go ahead and sign up today? Like why wait? I don't understand. All right. Um, uh, Susie Larson has a piece here um, talking about how gratitude strengthens us and. And then there's all the ways that you can follow Faith Radio on social media. So tons of great stuff posted today at ByFaithRadio.com. Invite you to check it out. A couple of headlines here before we jump into a conversation with Renee Begay from um, uh, the Talking Circle. We're going to talk with her about Native American uh, Awareness Month and as Christians, conversations that we be invited into as a part of that. Um, but some headlines here, and, and all of these are bad. I don't, I, I, I'm troubled to tell you in advance that all of the headlines that we're about to cover fall into my hashtag pray the news category today. Um, on the campus of the University of Virginia, um, three uh, football players were killed by a fellow student in a shooting on a bus returning from a school trip to, um, to D.C. The alleged shooter was arrested in, uh, in Henrico County, just about an hour south or east of Charlottesville. Um, The university police chief, Timothy Longo, um, was in the middle of a news conference when he received word um, that the shooter had been apprehended. And he said, I just I just need a moment to thank God and to breathe a sigh of relief. And I just I want you to note that even in the midst of all of this, even in the midst of the most horrific of events, um, God has a witness and God deserves thanks and a moment of breathing. For in Him alone, there is peace and relief. So I want to encourage you today to be um, praying for the families of these victims, praying for the UVA football team, the students, the faculty, um, everybody in Charlottesville. 
Devin Chandler was a wide receiver from Huntersville, North Carolina. Lavelle Davis Jr. was a wide receiver from South Carolina. And Deshaun Perry, a linebacker from Miami. All three of these young men, very capable. Um, I mean, I, when you see their pictures, you you just recognize these are men of promise. Their smiles, I mean, each and every one of them. I mean, they light up a screen, so I can tell you they lit up a room. Two other people also wounded remain hospitalized. Let's be praying for them and their families as well, and and for the person responsible for this, um, for him and for his family um, and those who love him. These are horrendously trying times. Now, a couple of quick headlines um, that also require our prayerful attention. These are global. First of all, in Afghanistan, the BBC is reporting that the Taliban has now ordered Afghan judges to impose punishments that include public amputation and stoning um, for things like robbery, kidnapping, sedition. Um, and this is uh, in in alignment with what they describe uh, a particular interpretation of Islamic Sharia law. Um, let us be praying that judges learned something during the period of time that the Taliban was not in control of that country um, let's let's hold out hope that these uh, barbaric punishments will, in fact, not be carried out. Um, in Iran, where you know we've been following these protests, following um, following the killing of 2022 year old, excuse me, uh, Masha Amini, in September, we've been following um, these rising protests, um, demonstrations across the country. Fifteen thousand people have been arrested to this point. And um, last week, the the Iranian parliament voted 227 to 63. So that's an overwhelming vote in the Iranian parliament to allow for the summary execution of the 15,000 protesters who've already been arrested. And um, and the first of those uh, sentences has now been handed down. Um, So the first uh, Iranian court has now sentenced an anti-government protester to death. following the the sort of opportunity to do that by the Iranian parliament last week. I know it's horrific news. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Let's be praying um, for a revival, for God to intervene, for minds to be changed, for hearts to be softened, for for people to be liberated. Next up, uh, Renee Begay is going to join us. She works for Crew as the nation's national director. We're going to talk about the talking circle. What is the talking circle and how can we get into it? This is Native American Heritage Month. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. Renee Begay is joining us. She is the Crew Nation's uh, national director. You you recognize Crew. Some of you will will remember it um, um, as Campus Crusade for Christ. And we're going to talk with Renee today about the Talking Circle. Renee, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So introduce this idea to us. Um, introduce the practice of the Talking Circle. What is it? Um, well, for my husband, Donnie, and I, um, we set up this uh, webpage called The Talking Circle, 
um, kind of as a way to just start the discussion of what it means to um, be indigenous and um, going along our faith journey of following Jesus and what that means in our identity. And so that for us, that's like the, the webpage that we started. But in, um, and also the indigenous circles, the talking circle is just a place where people get to, to share and discuss, um, you know, in a non-judgmental way um, where people can just share what they're feeling and what's on their heart so that everyone is heard. So I was, um, I was intrigued by this. I mean, obviously, if we're in person, let's say, you know, gathering next week even with uh, members of an extended family or in community together over a shared meal at Thanksgiving, um, we would be there, you know, physically, and it would be really nice to equip people to engage with one another in this kind of practice in that event. But you, you're really also inviting people to do so um, gathering around a virtual table for conversations. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, maybe you could describe what that experience is like and, you know, maybe take us into um, into one of those conversations. What, what does it look like to have conversations with a really diverse group of people um, and share out of your own experience and heritage? Um, well, I think the, the values that is carried um, in a talking circle is um, speaking from speaking from the heart, um, speaking with honesty, um, and also um, in vulnerability. And I know those three things are really hard to do, especially when you probably have differing views and perspectives on the table. Um, But if there's that mutual understanding that um, even though people may disagree that that there may be differing views, that there's still this chance or this um, this opportunity where people can just be vulnerable and honest with one another in a caring way. Um, that's kind of what, what the idea is behind it. And um, so that's, that's with the discussions that we've had on the, on the virtual talking circle, there's been many of what it feels like to be on the receiving end of um, uh attempted ministry opportunities as an indigenous group, but then also what it looks like for us and how we kind of um, reimagine um, what it looks like to follow Jesus in, in, from our indigenous identity. We're going to continue our conversation with Renee Begay in just a moment. We're going to invite her to tell us um, her story and how God made himself known um, to her and called her into this particular ministry. You can check out The Talking Circle at thetalkingcircle.com. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show we do every morning on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. I don't want you to miss any of it. So check out the free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at myfaithradio.com. One of the things I would like for you to consider is becoming a faith radio ambassador. We talk about walking our faith out into the world that God God so loves and doing so in ways that honor Jesus. Well, that's because we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. You can become a faith radio ambassador today and help us get the word out to others about this and other programs on the Faith Radio Network. Uh, We will supply everything that you need to share with others, and you can sign up to be a Faith Radio ambassador at MyFaithRadio.com.
Renee Begay is here. You can find um, what she's working on at nationsmovement.com, um, also thetalkingcircle.com. Renee, talk with us uh, or tell us your story. Share your story um, as much as you as much as you want. Um, I'm particularly interested in you know sort of how God has made Himself known to you and your calling uh, in, into ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'll I'll introduce myself in Zuni. Keshi ho Renee Begay Leshinaho. My name is Renee Begay, and I am from the Pueblo of Zuni, and um, that's where I grew up. I grew up in the Pueblo of Zuni, um, was very uh, aware of my Zuni identity um, at a really early age, and I was um, pretty uh, pretty proud of my heritage, um, the way my family came together, and um, we would do all our cultural practices and um, but there was always this question in my heart of um, who who are we praying to or who who am I praying to um, personally and as I was asking those questions um, it there was this uh, it was deeply set in my heart of like who who am I who am I saying my prayers to um, I had the a wonderful loving grandpa who would um, take me outside every morning and we would pray as the sun rose. Um, and those were the, that was like one of the pr- practices that I cherished um, where he would um, teach me to pray. Um, and as I was praying, I would just like wonder, you know, who am I praying to? Um, mm-hmm. And my mother sent me to a, a Christian high school um, in Gallup, New Mexico called Rehoboth Christian School. And, and there I started hearing about um, people giving their testimonies of, of following Jesus. And that's when I became curious and started asking my high school counselor um, more questions that he would just share Bible stories with me on um, who, who Jesus was. And that's where I kind of started wondering, okay, I need to figure out what I, what I want to do because um, for growing up in the indigenous context, it's, even though they said it was an individual decision to follow Jesus, I knew clearly from my context that it wasn't an individual decision. I knew that me deciding whether or not to follow Jesus was a collective decision. It was a decision that would affect the rest of my family, affect the dynamics of of where I grew up. And so um, I really thought about it for for over a year in high school until I, I decided, okay, I think think um, this is what I want to do. Um, there was some going back and forth about it, but um, in, um, I, I made that decision to follow Jesus. And um, from there, uh, lots of stuff changed. <laughs> and um, uh, well, mainly in particular in, high, uh, in college when, um, so Donnie and I are high school sweethearts. So both of us, we went to New Mexico State and there, um, uh, I was actually looking out for crew because my high school counselor had mentioned him, mentioned crew ministry. And I was like, okay, where's crew? Um, can we find crew somewhere? And they were tabling. So I signed up, um, you know, went, jumped through the hoops of like leadership and, and like going through Bible studies and all that stuff. But um, I was also very aware of my culture, knowing that um, I wanted that, I wanted to see the expression of, of, you know, what it looked like to 
live in faith with Jesus, um, but from from our experience. And so I was seeing that with some of the other um, ethnic ministries. And then I, I got excited because I was like, I, I love this. Like, I would love this for our indigenous community. Um, and and the main driver, I guess, for, for starting a Bible study as a college student was to um, build a community. Um, and so there was there was these attempts of uh, trying to, at first, knocking on indigenous students' doors to like invite them to Bible study and then doing the gospel track. But I quickly mm-hmm. learned that that was not the way to, it was not culturally appropriate for me to be doing that. And so Donnie and I had to go back and like rethink, okay, what are the values that we as indigenous people live by? Um, and what are the appropriate ways and in, in ways to approach this relationship? And so um, we we rethought and reimagined everything, and we just um, um, we had to kind of set aside the ways in which our people have experienced ministry for 500 years. Um, a lot of times, it's been very um, detrimental to our um, communities, even though the intent was good. A lot of the a lot of the messaging. Um, that was carried carried with, you know, the the gospel was was detrimental to indigenous communities, and so we we had that in mind. Also, being a fully aware of that, we knew the trauma that had touched our indigenous communities, and so we really had to think through. Okay, what does it mean to live in authentic um, way where where Jesus, you know incarnationally lives through the <clears throat> indigenous communities and so that's that's kind of been part of what what the talking circle is is that we want to be able to bring a discussion of being honest with each other um where we don't we don't have to um dismiss one another but we can have a really good deep and honest discussion about these things we're talking with uh, renee Begay. you can find um, lots of resources related uh, to this conversation at thetalkingcircle.com and also nationsmovement.com one of the things uh, if you read there one of the things that you'll learn are some of the um, some of the ways that renee is lifting up these touch points of experience between native american uh, teachings and the things that she learned um, in in her own home and in her own uh, community and and where those touch points are with the teachings of the Christian faith. Uh, there's also really good guidelines at thetalkingcircle.com for Christians who feel called to engage specifically with Native people in ministry. I'm wondering if you can touch on um, just just briefly on that resource um, because you know Renee, there are so many storylines. Um, even just like right now, I'm thinking about all of these people in their 70s and 80s who are recalling the horrific treatment that they experienced um, when they were removed from their homes and put into, mm-hmm. you know, quote-unquote Christian schools that obviously mm-hmm. were not operating by anything that I would recognize as Christian values. Um, mm-hmm. And so just just talk with us a little bit about maybe um, a couple of those guidelines for engaging with Native Americans in ministry, um, and then we're going to send people to thetalkingcircle.com to find more. Yeah, um, I think uh, one of the main um, teaching points, I'm not sure if it was, it's on there um, on the webpage, but um, Dr. Randy Woodley um, 
uh, an indigenous elder that has been mentoring us, um, one of the things that he's he said that we keep reminding everyone that we work with is that um, um, Jesus was already there before you know the missionary came, and um, mm. um, there's nowhere there's nowhere that we can go where Jesus is not present is what he said um, specifically and. And I see that even as I engage with people of faith, no matter um, which indigenous communities we go to or engage with or have relationship with, if you listen long enough, you hear their stories, their, their creation stories, their, their stories of um, how creator has engaged with them, with the community, um, even before, you know, um, missionaries came or even before contact, first contact. And so um, that was just one of the main things that um, that we keep reminding ourselves and we, we remember because um, I felt that too growing up. There was always that question, like, who, who am I praying to? That was the way that Creator engaged with me. Um, but then I also see the ways in which Creator had um, engaged with my community too. So um, that's one of the main ones. Um, yeah, and just... Just uh, be kind and respectful um, in engagement. Um, I know that the, there's this calling of the of, of the gospel and everything, but um, um, being being the practicing to be the best human being you can in, in relating to one another is, I think, just very um, a, a good lesson for today um, in this environment and what we're in. Renee, we have so much to learn from you. Thank you so much for. I'm having uh, this part of the conversation with us. I look forward to continuing it in the future. Thank you. Yeah, it's a delight. You guys can uh, engage with Renee at thetalkingcircle.com. That's also where you'll find the guidelines for Native American ministry, um, as well as just more on uh, on the talking circle and what it might look like for you to engage in conversation with others uh, in person or virtually, like literally around a table. For conversation. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Faith Radio. It's like the brightest sunrise waiting on the other side on the darkest night. Don't ever lose hope. Advent. Advent is almost upon us in terms of a season, but when you think about the term Advent, it's the coming of something. And it is this great anticipation, which is right now making us wait. So we're going to talk with Jared Wilson. He's an assistant professor of pastoral ministry. Um, he's also an author. He serves at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, we've talked with him on prior occasions. And today we're going to talk with him about Advent. The book is Gifts of Grace, 25 Advent Devotions. And... Um, Without further ado, without waiting any longer, Jared Wilson, up next here on Mornings with Carmen. We get to talk to lots of brothers and sisters in Christ here on Mornings with Carmen. But maybe none as ruthlessly honest in their online bio as Jared Wilson. So in addition to being all kinds of really great and groovy things that um, 
uh, that we would want to spotlight and celebrate, including that he's an award-winning author of 20 books and serves as a pastor and trains other pastors and is the co-host of the Art of Pastoring podcast published by Christianity Today. Someone also included on Jared's website this paragraph. Jared is not a catalytic agent of change or a visionary anything. He's a failed church planter and once made a mess of his marriage. He likes food too much, worries way too much about what people think, and definitely not all he's cracked up to be. After nearly 30 years of ministry, he's mainly learned that he's kind of a nincompoop, which is a word I've never seen in a bio before, but he knows Jesus loves him. So, Jared Wilson, whom Jesus loves, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me, Carmen. Thanks for reading that bio, too. I appreciate that. Seriously, right? Like, like, so let's start here. How do you know that Jesus loves you? Uh, well, I know certainly through experience, but I know primarily through his word. It's a great um, word of assurance to me in the midst of my insecurity and, and and my failings, God's true word speaking to my heart. I love that. So really everything that you you know here, you learned when somebody way back when taught you, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Oh, my word, yes. You know, growing mm-hmm. up in the church and and hearing the, you know, the words that, that God loves me, uh, um, you know, that was on audio all my life, but I heard it in a way that sort of became video for me in kind of my late twenties where it, it was, it was as if I heard it for the first time, you know, I hadn't heard it for the first time, but it was as if I had heard it for the first time, all of that, um, upbringing and, and, and the training and the, you know, teaching kind of, uh, came to bear for me in the wreckage of, of my life. Hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that as a starting point for this conversation, because I think sometimes when we say, hey, we've got a new, you know, devotional to talk about for Advent, and we're going <laughs> to, uh, you know, we're going to jump in, and it's about God's grace and, and the gift of God's grace, and isn't that cool? I think um, sometimes we lose sight of, okay, just because we've heard this story before, just because we've heard about this Jesus character before, um, we ought to be preparing for his coming in fresh in fresh ways every single year, actually all the time. I mean, Advent isn't just something that happened. It is something that is going to happen again. Um, talk with us about Advent. You you open with Advent is about anticipation. Can you unpack that for us? Oh, sure. The, you know, the Advent season is, is of course, about uh, preparing our hearts for the celebration of the incarnation of the Son of God, the birth of baby Jesus, right? So, the Advent season is traditionally about trying to slow down, meditate on that sense of expectation, put ourselves, as it were, in the in the sandals of of those um, you know first believers, those who are anticipating uh, the arrival of the Christ Child. Um, try to, in some ways, reflect the, their spirit of longing, of yearning, of expectation. And in doing that, because we know the first Advent has come, we are celebrating. Uh, that that Christ was born, in in sort of reflecting the first advent, the expectation of the first advent, we're really training ourselves for, you know, the rest of the year and the rest of our lives in awaiting the second advent. We know that Christ is coming again. There will be a second coming of Jesus Christ. So Advent can really actually help us for the entirety of our Christian life. We're talking with Jared Wilson. There's a C in the middle of his name. If you're looking for his website, jaredcwilson.com. You can also um, get from there to all of his socials. We're talking about his brand new book, Gifts of Grace, 25 Advent Devotions. And yes, 
we do have copies to give away. You can text the word book to 877-933-2484. Um, I love uh, that you took each one of the devotion titles from the lyrics of A Christmas Carol, which <clears throat> in some places uh, made me want to just like start singing. And in other places <laughs> made me actually go look it up because I'm like, wow, that is kind of unfamiliar to me. Like it, I there's a residue there, but I'm not sure I know where that comes from. Um Maybe talk a little bit about the playlist for this devotional, right? I mean, there's there's a it, could you do that and then um and then because you talk about this in the thrill of hope, the timing of singing Christmas carols. Yeah, well, okay, well, I'll, I'll answer the first question first. There are some deep tracks. I'll, I'll admit, um, maybe not deep tracks, but deep verses. Ver, you know, some of the phrases for the chapter titles come from you know the third or fourth verse of a familiar. Uh, Christmas Carol, and 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 maybe those verses aren't as familiar as the as the opening verses. Um, I mainly chose the lines for the chapter titles to obscure uh, the gift for that day. The the you know the premise of the Advent devotional is that it works like an Advent calendar, where every day you open up a new gift. If you have an Advent calendar in your home, you're right, you open up a little door or a little window, and every day there's a little treat, a little piece of chocolate or something in there um, that helps you kind of have, you know, multiple gifts in anticipation of the greatest gift of Christ. And so I've, you know, organized the chapters that way where every day there's a different gift that we receive from the gospel of Jesus Christ. What are some of the gifts of grace that we get through the finished work of Jesus? And so to obscure what those gifts are, I wanted to kind of replicate the feeling of, you know, you know, turning the page and and discovering in in the morning or the evening the next day what today's gift is. Now, obviously, you could read ahead and see what the gifts are, but instead of just you know uh, titling the chapters, chapter eight is you know joy or whatever. I used um, lines from Christmas carols to kind of obscure those gifts, but also it. I think it. You know, I would hope it would add some resonance when we hear those songs during the Christmas season. Um, we may better connect them if we've just, you know, read a line from them in the in the devotion. Maybe we'll, we'll better connect them to the gospel and not just to, you know, the the Christmas spirit. Uh, but the story you're referring to is when I was once told when I was pastoring that we can't sing Christmas songs before Christmas Day <laughs> because ad, because Advent is about like delaying or or you know reflecting that Christ you know hasn't come that He is coming. And he doesn't come until December 25th or something like that. And I just was never good at playing along that way. My Jesus has been born. He, uh, In fact, he died for my sins and rose again, and he is interceding for me at the right hand of the Father. So I think you can sing Christmas carols all year round if you'd like to. All right, we're talking with Jared Wilson. You can find him at jaredcwilson.com. We're talking about his brand new book, Gifts of Grace, 25 Advent Devotions. And it is like opening up an Advent calendar where each and every day there is a gift of God's grace for you to open. Um, We are giving away copies today. You can text the word book to 877-933-2484. So, Jared, I don't know if you're aware of this but advent calendars have like become a thing in secular culture. And so this year I uh I have uh I have gathered up because now I have grandkids. 
And so one of them this year is getting the National Geographic Gemstone Advent Calendar, where you get a different gemstone every day. But as a part of that, I have included Bible verses of all, like, the stones in Scripture. So, like, I'm still making her work for it, right? But the— the Pip Sticks Merry Christmas sticker advent calendar, I got to tell you, I don't know what a Pip Stick is, so I skipped over that one. But there there are like some now that are like beauty products. There are some that are like wine. There's a hot sauce one you can get. Um, so when we talk about Advent and we talk about how Advent um, has been kind of culturally co-opted in a very weird way, particularly in relationship to the Advent calendar, can you help us kind of reclaim Advent for Christ? Well, that's the aim of the book, I would hope, is is every day reflecting not just on, you know, Christmas spirit or these sort of ethereal virtues, you know, even things about, you know, festivity and, and fellowship. Those are all great things, of course. Um, but looking every single day at a different gift of grace, right? John one sixteen says, from his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. So Jesus is an endless fountain. You know, I could have, um, you know, written a 365-day devotion where every day we, you know, we focus on a particular, you know, facet of the atonement or, um, you know, a different gift of of the gospel. And so what I did was just come up with 25, you know, narrow the list down to 25 gifts that I hope will help people every single day slow down, um, stare a little bit at the good news of Jesus, look at his glory, because we know from 2 Corinthians 3 that it's by looking at his glory, beholding his glory, that we are changed, that we're transformed. And so if you're, you know, if your aim for the Advent season is to become more like Jesus and to have a little bit more of that glory, to have some beholding in the Advent season, as busy and as harried and as overwhelming as it can be, uh, the book is designed to help you every day just sort of look at the goodness of Jesus to look at the grace that he brings us. I love it. We're going to continue our conversation with Jared Wilson in just a moment. The book is Gifts of Grace, 25 Advent Devotions. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the last gift, because the last gift is really the one that helps us make sense of all the others. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. All right, I'm Carmen LeBurge. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen on Faith Radio, and um, many, many dozens of you have now texted in the word book to 877-933-2484 to enter the drawing. To receive a copy of Jared Wilson's brand new book, Gifts of Grace, 25 Advent Devotions. Let me just say this. Something's wrong with the text line. I can see all of you, Barb, Paul, Nancy, Carol, Margaret, Peggy, people from, 
414 and 402 and 608. I see Sharon and Kristen and Jacqueline, 320605. Brenda, Kathy, Angela, I, I see you all. I also know that you're not getting the bounce back message where you can fill in the form. Here's the good news. I can see you all. We know you've all entered and someone later today will figure it out. So you can also go to myfaithradio.com slash resource dash giveaway. But if that seems too complicated, just text the word give or text the word book. Sorry. Text the word book to 877-933-2484. And somebody later today with more power over the text line than me will figure this out. Back to Jared. There is great anticipation, I realize, for the book. So there you go. Keep texting. We will figure it out later. Um, Talk about the last gift in the book, because um, that's the gift that helps us make sense of all the rest of the gifts. Well, if we receive grace upon grace from the fullness of Christ, then I'm assuming the fullness of Christ is is really the greatest gift. Uh, so <laughs> I say... I, I save a um, a concentrated focus on Jesus himself for day 25. I'll give away that gift because he is the greatest gift. And the idea is simply that if we received, you know, all sorts of gifts, all the gifts in the world, if we received heaven even, but didn't have Jesus, uh, it would not be worth it. It would not be um, it, it would not be worth Christianity if we did not receive Christ himself. And Christ gives himself to us in in the gospel by faith. We don't just receive things. We don't just receive spirituality. We don't just receive even forgiveness. We receive him. We're united to him by faith, the New Testament says. And so the greatest gift is, is him. And knowing through the first Advent experience that his desire is to dwell among us. And while we can't see him now, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, that we will see him face to face in his second coming. The lamb, Revelation tells us, will be the lamp of the new creation. Job's hope in his suffering was that he would see his redeemer standing upon the earth, that his eyes would behold him. And that's our anticipation and expectation as well. Our blessed hope is is not just going to heaven when we die. Our blessed hope is Christ himself. So the last uh, the last gift for day 25, for December 25th, is really to just sort of um, stew in, sort of steep in uh, the the personhood of Jesus himself and realize that uh, all the gifts would be worthless if they didn't come with the gift of Jesus. We're talking with Jared Wilson again, tons of great resources and connecting with him on his socials at jaredcwilson.com. Um, Jared, I really appreciate what you say Um you know, gift number nine, the gift of power. Um, I also was really touched by um, gift number 16, the gift of sanctification. I'm not sure that I have thought about sanctification in that way before. Can you unwrap a little bit of that gift for us? Well, I think for a lot of us, the uh, sanctification, which is the process by which we become more like Jesus, um, you know, certainly the the process by which we, we become more obedient, that we bear the fruit of the spirit in our in our hearts and our lives. That's really you know greater conformity to Jesus to be uh, to be made more Christ-like. That's the aim of discipleship. But for so many of us, that process, the the idea of sanctification, is a lot of times separated from the gospel itself. And you know, for me and and many other Christians, I assume 
you know, we grew up in churches where the true gospel was preached. It, you know, it wasn't a false gospel or anything like that. But the gospel was essentially for lost people. It was only for lost people. And then once you had that gospel, once you believed in the good news, then you moved on to what we often call, you know, deeper things. And the deeper things could be all sorts of things. But the, you know, the impression that I got, and I think many others, especially of my generation received, is that sanctification is kind of carried out in our own power. That sanctification is kind of the result of sweat equity or, you know, kind of white knuckling our way, <laughs> uh, you know, by the sweat of our brow through, you know, religious effort. But Paul connects in 1 Corinthians 15, he connects our our sanctification, our being saved um, ongoing to the good news of Jesus. And we see in Titus uh, chapter 2 that Paul says it's grace that trains us to be godly. It's grace that trains us to be godly, not the law. And in 2 Corinthians 3, as I said previously, it's by seeing Jesus that we become more like Jesus. So in that chapter, I'm trying to connect um, sanctification to the gospel because it's a gift that we're given. He will uh, finish the work he began in us. Christ is not just the author of our faith. He is the perfecter of our faith. Um, and so to look at Jesus is is to you know engage the spiritual process of sanctification in our lives. Um, Jared, I'm just going to confess right now that we're in a technical uh, or technological sanctification process at MyFaithRadio.com. Um, and I'm now okay. hearing back from people that when they went to the resource giveaway page, they're getting a bounce back message that says the requested survey is not published or has expired. The selected form does not exist. So, again, just keep texting the word book to 877-933-2484, and somebody with much more technology cred than Carmen is going to figure this out later today at Faith Radio. Yeah. Somebody is going to do it. Jared and, just and I— just rejoice. Rejoice that yeah. you don't get a bounce-back message when you talk to Jesus, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> Jesus is always available. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. So with great anticipation, um, the, well, I, you know, I have the book, so I no longer am anticipating it. But with great anticipation, I know everybody else out there in Radio Land, you are looking forward to um, a copy of this book and entering into Advent, you know, in, a, in, a, in an intentional way, like genuinely anticipating all of the good gifts, grace upon grace that God wants to give you um, and and. Take time to unwrap them this season. Jared, as always, thank you so much um, for joining us. What a delight. You guys can visit with Jared at jaredcwilson.com. He's on all the socials. The book is Gifts of Grace, 25 Advent Devotions. We'll be right back. Grace. We're all going to have grace upon grace today for one another and for the technological processes in which we find ourselves. Let's see what's going on uh, in your world. It's Taste and See Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Today is a great day to help others taste and see that the Lord is good. So um, I want to encourage you to make Christ known in the breaking of the bread. And you're going to say to yourself, well, I don't even know that I'm going to share table fellowship with anybody else today. Um, you are no less a part of the global communion of God's people, right? We are making Christ known every single day by 
um, the way we live, the light we bear, um, the love we show. And so go be shiny today. Let your light so shine before others that they would see your good works and glorify God who is in heaven. And absolutely, if you do have occasion to sit down in any kind of table fellowship with another person, take a moment to consider how Christ could be made known between you, among you, and through you, through the breaking of the bread. Let other people taste and see that the Lord is good today, for he is. Have a great day, and God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.